waiting for the keyboard solo. Oh, no. There it goes. <laughs> you know that dude was in the studio just about being like, guys, I got something so hot here. I got something so hot. Let me just lay this track down, man. And there you go. I guess I should say uh, welcome into the Power Ranking Show, even though I never introduced a show like that. I usually say, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Ranking Show. And I'm pleased to be joined, as always, with at... Marcus underscore Mosher. I think that was the longest Love. one to date, the, the longest pause that we've had. So not bad. I only do it on Wednesdays when we do picks uh, because you can't edit this one. And because we're on. Well, I can't. I just choose not to. But yeah, but you edit other things. You think I don't know. You think I think like little elves go into our podcast and edit things out you you do like That's anything fun. funny i say that makes me sound charming you edit out yeah and then when you deliver great football analysis you turn the volume up would you remind people... me of amc amc that's what they do like the, the the volume of the show is at a certain level and then the commercial comes on and it's like cosentics yep and it's 800 decibels by the, by the way cosentics i don't want to ruin any sponsorship opportunity i think your drug does a great job even though it causes 500 different things than disclaimer uh actually i don't know i can't remember what the disclaimer Jeez, we're just is off to a hot start today <laughs> I, I can't remember what the this disclaimer is in cosentics man anytime you take medication it's like this may cause bleeding bleeding from your eyeballs you know death uncontrollable diarrhea yeah so anyway with that uh hi, today yeah hi how's it going <laughs> yeah i'm i'm in a i'm in a mood today i got i'm in one of Think of Marcus's mood after watching the Texans or watching Thursday Night Football, and that's the kind of mood I'm in today. But I'm getting through it. I'm powering through it with all you guys. Uh, and so, uh, obviously, we're going to pick games today. Marcus has got the the uh, lines, the over unders, and whatever weird discombobulated parlay he's going to do with the twenty sided die. Uh, but we had some news items. Wanted to just get Marcus's quick thoughts on real quick. Uh, know what the newsiest one was but i thought it was kind of interesting that jimmy garoppolo could be back in seven or eight weeks if you kind of jet that out we got five more weeks of the regular season then you have the wild card round the divisional round would be the earliest he would be back but my guess would be the championship game yeah and even kyle shanahan today said that seven or eight weeks is a very optimistic timeline like everything would have to go right uh it's a long shot for him to get there but I mean, Elliot, if they get to the championship game with Brock Purdy. That's what it, I was thinking. It means that he's probably playing pretty well. So do you want yeah. to disrupt everything? And No. So unless. Not for a cold quarterback. Unless no. Purdy is playing so badly and it's just the defense and everything else, you know, elevating that team. But yeah, I think it's pretty likely that we, it's going to be Brock Purdy the rest of the way. I love that Brock Purdy's mom got on Twitter, showed a video of they were all watching the game. You couldn't see them, but you could hear them hollering after McCaffrey scored on a drive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hadn't really thought about that. You know, if you're Purdy's probably what, 22 years old, you know, uh, parents are on Twitter. That makes, you know, total sense. And uh, I thought that was kind of neat. Another item uh, will stay with the NFC. It seems like even my mother said to me um, that, Jerry Jones is stepped back on the rhetoric with uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, how do you read it? Yeah, so the Cowboys gave him a physical on Tuesday, and I don't think they loved what they saw 
uh, when they brought him in. I still think he's six weeks away from being cleared to practice. I don't even know if he's running yet, Elliot. I just think that's a lot less appealing to Dallas and probably Buffalo and the Giants to like to sign a receiver and not have him be ready until we get to maybe the championship round of the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing drags on a whole lot longer. I don't really see. I mean, even Eric Weddle got into the Rams lineup uh, late in the year. You know, he didn't come in like the championship game. And also Eric Weddle wasn't hurt. Um, Odell Beckham is, I mean, look, he got injured in the first week of February. So, um, but not only that, didn't, did Beckham come out in the 2013 draft? 2014, 2014. 2014. Okay. So he's a nine-year vet. It's a nine-year vet coming off of a significant knee injury in February. Well, and it's also different, like an offensive player versus a defensive guy, right? A defensive guy just has to react and go make tackles, but a receiver, you got to get on the same page with your quarterback. You've got to learn the scheme. You got to know where to be on certain routes. I, I just don't see him having any kind of notable impact this year. It brings up the situation with Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson got hurt against Washington in December of 2011, and he was able to come back in time for the regular season. Um, and if people were saying it was remarkable, well, it was remarkable given that these things usually do take time. And Adrian Peterson though, was also only in year five at that point when he got hurt. Um, I, I don't see the benefit to signing Odell Beckham right now. Your team's going pretty well. Well, I, I will I, say for ahead. Dallas, I do think there is a benefit of signing him now. And as long as it's like a multi-year deal, right? Get him in the building, have him work out under your doctors. And with the, with the idea that, hey, we're, you're a part of our offense in 2023, just rather than waiting until free agency, go sign him now. And that way you can kind of monitor how his rehab is going. I mean, I hate to say this though, man, but if if you're thinking, hey, we're going to go for it because that better be what you're thinking because why would you sign a receiver going into his 10th year after a, a couple of significant injuries over his career uh, unless you're trying to win right now? And if you right. say, yeah, well, they're trying to win right now, then why do you let Amari Cooper go sign with Cleveland? I mean, that, that's, I, I, you know... I would you rather have Amari Cooper or Odell Beckham? Oh, Amari. Hello, McFly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, uh, I, I don't get it. I got another injury thing I want your opinion on. Um, okay. The The Buffalo Bills officially placed Von Miller on the IR list. Last week, they announced today that he had ACL surgery. He's going to miss the year. Does this change your thoughts on whether the Bills should be the favorites in the AFC? Yes. It does? Yes. Yes, because it's really easy to look at somebody that, you know, it's, I'm going to kind of speak. I'm going to pull up Marcus. I'm going to size my mouth. I think a lot of times people look at sacks too much. I know the Hall of Fame voters look at sacks too much. On the other hand, uh, it's really important to have a guy that can get eight or 10 sacks for you and play 30 snaps a game. I don't care who it is, whether it's Von Miller or someone else, because it's part of that line rotation. The more Von Miller you have, the more the other guys have rested legs and the more you can rotate. And you also have a guy that can come up with a big play in a huge moment, which he did in the postseason, as you pointed out many times mm -hmm. uh, last year. Yeah, I think it does take away from them being the favorite. I don't know that they're better than Cincinnati right now without him. I think I'm on Buffalo 
I don't even bring him back during the regular season next year, right? You signed him to do a long-term contract. The goal is to have him ready for the playoffs. Why even have him play in the regular season next year? It's going to be another one of those 12-month rehabs. Just bring him back in like week 17, week 18, and let's go. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think I think the viewpoints in the NFL are rapidly changing on this front. We've seen it with practice time, training camp. Um, I suggested the Rams shut down Matt Stafford for the year. They did. Um, I think Tua should have been shut down for months, at least, if not for the year. He wasn't. He's played really well. So it's, and I'm putting this in air quotes, worked out. Um, So far. So far. But uh, I think, and one of the first dominoes, I think, to fall on this front, this is a whole off-season podcast, so I'll just make this a quick point. When Chris Borland retired, after the 2014 season where he had a really great rookie year at inside backer and then Patrick Willis retired after like eight years, uh, people started looking at this differently. Jake Locker retired young. I know Jake Locker wasn't Luke great, Keekly. but he, yeah, Luke Keekley. I think these kinds of things are going to come up more and more. We're going to see this state of the NFL change. Uh, one uh, big change in the league, uh, John Robinson getting ousted. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, on Tuesday uh, from the Titans. What did you make of this? I don't think it's all that surprising because I don't think he's been fantastic over the last couple of years. He's had some major whiffs in the draft and free agency. And I know people are you know, worried about the timing or wondering why now. This is when a lot of GMs really start to dig in on draft and free agency stuff. Uh, we've got college bowl games happening uh, over the next couple of weeks. We've got all-star games coming up. Free agency really starts like in late February, early March now, if the Titans knew that he wasn't going to be there, don't force him to do all this extra work. It is interesting. Was it their 2020 pick? They drafted an offensive lineman. He made it one year with the team. One Uh, year. And then 2021, their first round pick, Caleb Farley, came into the draft uh, with a a torn ACL. They knew he wouldn't play at all as a rookie. He didn't. Uh, He also had significant back problems. He's not even one of their top four corners right now. So when you whiff on your first, you know, two first round picks and then you trade away AJ Brown, it's pretty tough to overcome that. They spent a third round pick on Malik Willis. The third round pick when you're in a playoff team could be a contributor right away for you. I'm not saying that's a bust, but it 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 was it was tough watching that game against Kansas City when he wasn't able to run their offense at and all. Then they gave $18 million per year to Bud Dupree coming off a torn ACL. He tore it in Pittsburgh. Yep. He really hasn't done anything since they signed him. Just a pretty long track record of not a lot of good, great moves there in Tennessee. And they dra- they traded away their igniter. You know, I would say Simmons on the defense and A.J. Brown on the offense were kind yep. of their igniters. I get it. Derrick Henry's a great player, but I'm talking about the spunk of your team. Mm-hmm. If you watched the Titans last year, when A.J. Brown came back from injury, he was the difference maker for Absolutely. them and uh, had a huge game, I think, on Monday night against Buffalo. Um, he's had a nice year for Philadelphia, a really nice year. So uh, all those things, it just surprised me a little bit. I wasn't wasn't what I was expecting to see in the news, but it makes sense what you're saying. Um, that's really all I have on the major news front. I I don't mean to bring up Amari Cooper again. I, I just it just seems so stupid to me. I, you, am I no, wrong? You're, you're not wrong. I, I got one more thing. Just we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but Baker Mayfield to the Rams. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really surprised the way this guy's career has turned out. Um, I defended him a lot last year because I knew he was playing hurt. 
You can tell a guy is playing with a bad shoulder when the lineman goes to try to help him up and then decides against it because Baker can't take the pain of him being pulled up. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy had a pretty nice rookie year in the NFL and he helped make the Browns competitive. He helped them win a playoff game against their arch nemesis. It has not been all bad for Baker. There's been some really good highlights of his career, but apparently maturity is a real problem or has been with him. I don't know what to make of him going forward, Marcus. I, I'm This one was a little bit of a shocker to me. Anybody who says, oh, no, I saw this happening with Baker are lying because after he beat Pittsburgh, there were a lot of people out there that thought that he was ascendant. As for his fit with the Rams, I hope he doesn't play this year. I, honestly, I... I can't think of a worse fit behind that offensive line with those receivers they have right now uh, than the Rams. So I think, I wonder if this is in a way just for Sean McVay to get him in the room, see what he's like for the next month or so, and then kind of reevaluate things and maybe bring him back next year. I'll be honest. I'm kind of worried about Matt Stafford long-term. He has a bruised spinal cord. That's ended mm. careers before. So maybe this is a cheap way for the Rams to get a look at maybe a guy that could replace Stafford after the year. You know, I was thinking that just with Baker that I know it's been bad. I know it's been really bad. It just seems like people have really been piling on uh, as of late. And I'm like, you know, this that happens, not, right? This is not Johnny to, Manziel. Yeah. This it's is, happening to Russell Wilson right now as well. Yes. Um, and it just doesn't seem like there's any acknowledgement that this guy's ever played well. And that's not the case at all, but uh, that's enough from that. We got some picks to get to. We're starting with uh, Thursday night football. I know you are jazzed about talking about those Rams Raiders at Rams Raiders, six point favorites on the road here on a short week. I understand it. Uh, The Raiders have been playing pretty well. They got a big win against the chargers. They've won what three in a row. They beat the Mm -hmm. Broncos and Seahawks in overtime. Um, boy, I mean, six points is a lot to, to, to favor them by, especially given how well Wofford played last week, but I think I'm going to take the Raiders here to cover. Yeah. And Wolford might not play in this game. He's got a neck injury. So I'll take the Rams to win, but the, or sorry, the Raiders to win, but the Rams to cover. It's just, that's a lot of points. Yeah. You did that last week with Seattle and you got it right. It's one of the only things you got right on me, but I'm not bitter about it. Next game. At every other game. Uh, Jets Uh, at Bills. Uh, Bills, nine-point favorites in this game. Remember, the Jets won this game outright last time with Zach Wilson under center. Yeah, and I don't see the Bills covering the spread. I'll take the Bills to win, Jets to cover. I will take the Bills to win and cover. Oh, come on. Come on, have some some faith in Mike White and that young Jets defense. Jets defense is very good. There's no doubt. I just... I, I I think they're going to struggle to score more than 20 points in this game. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, <clears throat> Buffalo can confuse you sometimes. They, they look like juggernauts, yep. and then they come right down to earth. For yep. me, if I'm laying my money down, I, this is not the game I want to lay my money down. I do not want to lay my money down that the Buffalo is going to win by 10 because what if Josh Allen makes some harebrained throws? Uh, I think I could find something else on here that I'd rather uh, something else this weekend to bet my money on. Yep. All right. Next one. Browns at Bengals. Bengals, six point favorites in this game. Uh, I will take the Browns plus six all day long. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take the Browns to cover. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals to win. I know Cleveland kind of owned them last year. It's a different team. Owned them this uh, year. Yeah, that they did. They did. But the Cincinnati team is playing a lot, lot better. And these aren't the Jacoby Brissett Browns. And I don't know what the Deshaun Watson yep. Browns are yet. I really don't. Jacoby Brissett did play well in that Monday nighter you're referring to uh, against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll take Cincinnati to win. Yeah, I'll take the Browns to win. I thought Joe Burrow was playing the best football in the league. Uh, he is. You should read an article on PFF about that. But they just don't match up well against the Browns. I remember uh, a podcast one. on Monday night where you said, oh, yeah, I'm buying the Bengals. I am buying the Bengals. Just not this that, week. Uh, 55 hours. Listen, Go ahead. So, some line movement in this next game. Some serious line movement. Texans at Cowboys. Now, this line at one point was up to 19 and a half. It's down to 16 now because we got news today. Davis Mills back in at quarterback for the Texans. It's another game I don't want to I don't want to gamble on because or I wouldn't gamble on if I were you because uh, you could Dallas like Davis, lays, Mays. No, Davis Mills a little bit. I like Davis Mays too, but um, is Jacoby Eason playing? Yeah, I think so. I think they're throwing yeah. it to Greg Kittle. Yeah, sweet. Um. Oh man. If only they had Ryan Pickett. Uh I I think I'm gonna pass on this. I'll take Dallas to win. I'll take Dallas to cover, but I you know, Dallas has dilly-dallied in games yeah, for have. a half, and then they I mean, look at the game against the Colts. You really gotta be confident in these guys, uh to to I mean that's a big line, man. I'm gonna take Dallas to win and Houston to cover. I kind of see much like the Colts game last week, this being like a 13-13 game at some point in the third quarter, and then Dallas winning 27 to 13 and not quite covering the spread, but winning by two touchdowns. So what's the what's the total on this game? I assume that Vegas thinks that Dallas is gonna win like 28-10. So I'd be shocked if they had it over 45 and a half. I know it's going to be higher than 38 points. I'm just trying to think of what a score would be to cover this. I'm going to go 45 and a half. On That's this. exactly what it is. 45 and a half. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wouldn't bet on that either. Okay, uh, cool. Next one. The Minnesota Vikings against the Detroit Lions. I know you are watching this game at one o'clock on Sunday. Elliot, what is the line on this game? I think the Lions by three, favored by three. No way. You're crazy. The, the, they should the be. 10 and two Vikings are not laying three points to Detroit or giving, no. giving or getting three points. All right. All right. Fine. I'll, I'll, they are not getting three points against Detroit. It's Vikings by two and a half. No, it's Lions by two and a half. Then I was right. <laughs> Well, kind of. It's that's the dumb line. I'm just telling you. I know the Lions are playing well. That is a dumb, dumb line. You're mad that I got it right. No, I'm mad that the line. Give Minnesota some respect, man. They've already beaten Detroit this year. They don't lose close games. They're the more talented team. Give Minnesota some respect. Okay, I want to give Minnesota some respect. I think they're going to play a pretty good football game, and I think Detroit's going to cover, win, and cover. Okay. Uh, I will take Minnesota. Have some confidence in the league. Why? Tell me why Minnesota is definitely going to win this game. Detroit's defense is playing a lot better. They use their they're running game. Better, Jared Goff playing... is playing well. Yeah, but Minnesota can move the ball whenever they want against Detroit. They weren't able to uh, the first time they met. Detroit um, doesn't have an answer for Justin Jefferson. 
He's going to be fair. open all game long. And a little bit of uh, TJ Hawkinson revenge factor in this game. Okay. Also remember Detroit's at home here. Just, just saying. Fine. Um, okay. Next one. Jacksonville Jaguars against the Tennessee Titans. Now, this is the tough one. Um, when I send this in, this was three and a half. Ten- Tennessee was three and a half point favorites, which is very interesting. Uh, but we got some news today that Trevor Lawrence might not be able to play in this one. That's why the line has moved to Titans by four. Take the Titans all day on this to, yeah. to win and cover. This is an easy one. This is so easy. This is what I mean. Why, why bet? I'm just, I'm talking to all you guys out there. I know y'all want to bet on something sexy. And if there's one thing Jags Titans is, it's sexy or not. But why, why would you bet on Dallas to win by 17 points over betting on this? Give me one reason. That's a fair point, right? I'd rather take Tennessee minus three and a half here. And I think there's, and now look, if you're betting five bucks and you don't care and you just want to have some juice on a game, that's one thing. But if you're, if you're laying some money down, cause Hey, I want to make money. Look at these kinds of games. Look at these games. Quit looking for the sexy ones. Pull Jags Titans. Let's talk total on this. Cause especially if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. Now I know the Jags defense is not good. You rail on them all the time. Mm -hmm. This has got to be a low total, especially if, there's word that Lawrence may not play. I, I'd put this total at like 42 and a half at the most 41. Okay. I'm close. It's pretty close. It's that's a tough one. It's hard to go under that though. Yeah. I'd much rather just, this is easy. This is by far to me, the best spread of the week. Yep. Uh, next game Eagles at giants. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast all year, Elliot keeps telling me Eagles are going to lose the giants. Eagles are going to lose to the Giants. They're going to lose to the Giants. Are you a man of your word? Are you picking the Eagles to lose to the Giants in New York? You're not. I can tell I, that you're not. I'm thinking about I'm not, but I think this game is going to be ridiculously close. So, <clears throat> so I don't care se- what the – go ahead. What is seven, by the way. I should mention that. I'll pick the Giants to cover that all day and with confidence, uh, but I think the Eagles win this by a field goal. I think this is going to be a knuckleball of a game. I do. I'm picking the Eagles to win 31 to 13. Well, you mentioned that you thought the Giants were actually kind of impressive in their tie against Washington. Washington did beat Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is coming off a big blowout win um, and then a primetime big win against Green Bay. Maybe they come down to earth a little bit. This game is on the road and it's a division game. This is definitely a recipe. To come out flat. You, you could be totally right. There's a chance that Philly comes out super flat in this game for the first two and a half quarters, and then they just get hot for a quarter and win this game. That's what's that's so, what, yeah. that's what's so tough ahead. about picking against the Eagles is they can play like crap for two and a half quarters, but two A.J. Brown bombs down the field, and they win this game by a touchdown. I think the Giants' defense deserves a little re- respect. They've played a lot better than people thought they would. Uh, if the Giants can keep the ball on the ground, this is a game that Daniel Jones needs to run for about 95. Yeah, seriously. Totally he that, needs to run that, a lot. He needs to run a lot, keep it on the ground. Uh, design QB draws off of dropbacks. Uh, definitely uh, one read and go kind of stuff. I would love to see that because I think Philadelphia would have difficulty with that. Um, mm-hmm. And and you don't need Daniel Jones throwing the ball a ton. Uh, next game. 
All right, next one. Baltimore Ravens at Pittsburgh Steelers. No Lamar Jackson this week, so that's baked into the line. Steelers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take the Steelers to win and cover. Um, Steelers have been playing better football as of late. I don't trust the Ravens at all. Is there a chance the Ravens win this game? Yes. Sure. Why would you bet on the Ravens with any confidence right now? You want to guess Again, the total? Better places just put your money. Oh, it's low, bro. This total should should be 38 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they even went lower on this sucker at like 37 or 37 and a half. It's 37. Yeah. Yeah. In some places, I'm looking at some of the lines now, 36 and a half. That is. That's not a lot of points, Elliot. No, and I want to take this moment to apologize because um, last week I I was so sure that it was it not last week it was um, oh gosh which now I'm oh the Broncos Ravens game that was two weeks ago right mm-hmm. I was so sure last week that there was last week that there was no way that that game was going to get anywhere near the total was like 38 or 39. I should have told all of y'all to bet your mortgage on it. I remember the game was about to kick off and I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I should have bet a giant amount of money. There is no way. What was the final score of that game? Nine to nine to six. Yeah. And the total was like 38, 10 to nine. And the total was like 38 and a half or 39 and a half or something. I was like, they're not going to get anywhere near it. Like not anywhere. I just so disappointed with myself. I don't think this is going to be that bad. I don't. All right. Uh, Next one. 17, 13 Pittsburgh. Okay. Seems right. I mean, Kenny Pickett, the great Kenny Pickett should be able to score more than that, but we'll see. Uh, Kansas City Uh, Chiefs at Denver Broncos. You can't lay off. I got to get one little jab. Your own family members. I know. They listen to this podcast. I know. It's fine. I'm used to it. Uh, Chiefs at Broncos. Chiefs, nine and a half point favorites. Uh, at mile high. I'm okay with that. Is that a Mosher's carpeting? It is. Yeah. I really wanted a uh, zip up hoodie. Yeah. Yours is sitting on my dresser. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, does it concern you at all? Just how well Broncos defense continues to play. It's one thing to say Kansas city is a lot better, but you know, nine points is nine points. And I think the Broncos could reasonably hold down Mahomes to like 20 points in this game mm -hmm. and Kansas city could still cover. Yeah. When like 23 to 10. Yes. That that's why I'm more curious about the total on this game. Cause I honestly don't know how Vegas would see this in my mind. They've got to respect Kansas city's offense. You have to at least consider that Kansas city could still score 28. Yep. How I'm going to say, 42 and a half on this, but I feel like I'm low. You are a little bit low, 43. Oh, okay. That's half a point off. You're, I thought, you're right. just a little bit low. Not a lot, a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs to win and cover that one. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Next one. Man, this one, this is fun. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the San Francisco 49ers. It's Tom Brady against Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy is giving Tom Brady three and a half points. Uh, okay, this Um, is another one I would not. Brock Purdy never started a game before. Three and a half point favorites over Tom Brady. That's hilarious. I is another game I wouldn't bet money on, but I like the 49ers to win. You know, I don't like those three and a half point spreads. This is kind of a walk away for me. 
Um, I'd much rather look at the total on this. What do you think of that spread first? I'll take 49ers to win and cover. Win and cover? Yeah, their defense um, is so good, man. This total's got to be low. What's the total on this? 37. Oh, God, that is really low. Because it uh, makes sense, though, because I could see, like, if the 49ers don't cover, I could see them winning a 20-17 to 17 type of game, right? I normally wouldn't say this. Yeah, right, but that would be a push, uh, 20-17. to 17. The problem is... What if the 49ers force turnovers? I, I still don't trust the Bucks' offensive line. Look, Tom Brady's great, but Tom Brady does turn the ball over occasionally. Uh, you could still get a strip sack. You pointed out Nick Bosa is the defensive player of the year right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So, I'm going to walk away from that. So our three afternoon games, Chiefs-Broncos, Bucks 49ers, and I've got a feeling this next one is going to be an Elliott Harrison special. It's the Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. I want you to guess this spread. I knew you were going to come at me with this. Oh, gosh. This is atrocious. This is a horrible uni matchup. It is terrible. It's just terrible. Didn't Seattle announce that they're going to their old unis for next year? I hope so. Oh, that'd be so dope. Okay. Uh, This is, I mean, Seattle's got to be favored. Now, well, what are we starting? Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. Does that make a difference? I Seattle by seven and a half. You are way low. Seattle by three and a half. And actually it's gone down to three, which basically means that Vegas believes these two teams are equal. Yeah, good. I'll take Seattle win and cover. Go ahead. Take Carolina. You can't do it. I'll take Carolina plus the points. Yeah, good. Good. I'd like to see you lay your money down. You won't. You won't. I could tease it. Uh, yeah. Next one. Sunday night football. This game got flexed. Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Dolphins are three-point favorites on the road. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, I think the Dolphins will probably win and cover here. Um, It's not a game I feel confident in at all. I do think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. This should be a higher one of the higher totals of the week, I would think. Um, I would, this, this total should be around 50. If it's not, I would bet the over on this one. Um, if it's high forties, I'd bet the over 52 and a half. Ooh, what would you do there? I'd take the over. I think take the over. Now, would you take Miami to cover? I will. I, I I think Miami is going to win this one pretty easily. The Raiders just move the ball up and down the field on the chargers and the chargers offensive line is so bad. Chandler Jones had, a half a sack going into week 13. He had three by halftime. I can't imagine what Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips and those guys are going to do. I'll take the Dolphins to win, I think, by double digits. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually with you on that. I just I think the Chargers are going to put up some points, though. I do. I think this will be more of a high-flying style game, but uh, I've got Miami to win in cover as well. All right. Last one. Monday Night Football. The New England Patriots against the Arizona Cardinals. What a game, Elliot. What a game. <laughs> Patriots, one and a half point favorites. How many players can you name that played for both teams? Mm. So we got Chandler Jones, right? That's a good one. Yep. Uh, did Adrian Wilson have a cup of coffee with I the Patriots so. or no? Yeah, I think he did, right? Uh, who else? Um, it's tough, isn't it? 
Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Started with the oh. Patriots. Yeah, technically, <laughs> technically, that's a good call. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that's as deep as I can go. I can't. I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, no. I think that's all I got. Yeah, that was my random trivia Did question. Anita's uh, Williams ever play for the Pats? No, I was trying to think of some older guys. If you guys can think of one, uh, by all means. That was the most random question ever, but I just thought of it, so I thought I'd ask. Patriots favored by one and a half. Um, I'm fine with that. I'll take New England to win and cover on the road. I would take I would take the Patriots to win and cover as well. I I just can't stand watching this Cardinals team. That's all. What's the Seahawks Panthers total? Uh, pretty low, I believe, forty four. Do you think that Seahawks offense can put up more points than that? I mean, in other words, if 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 Vegas is saying that this game's going to be that close, then they're either saying Seattle's not going to score or that Carolina's going to score. I don't see Carolina scoring a lot of points in this game. So if if it's going to be as close as three and a half points, then they would have to suppress Seattle's offense. I do you think Carolina's defense is going to be capable of holding that Seahawks team under say twenty points? Probably not. Okay. Oh, Ryan Hoyer. Sometimes these the things way. don't make sense when you look at them together. That's what I'm saying. What'd you say? Ryan Hoyer played for the Cardinals. A couple starts there. Been with New England forever. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm really glad you got back in there with that. I, 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 I was I trying was, to think of something while you were talking. I, I I have no idea what you asked about Seahawks Panthers. I was just thinking. I think there was a punter <laughs> named Rich Camarillo that might have played with both. Uh Wait, did Tom Tupa ever play for the Patriots? He played for the Cardinals. <laughs> we sure. could do this. <laughs> we could do this all day. <laughs> it isn't it? That's all we got. That, that, that's right? all of our games. So let's go over what, the game. What do you like the best? Yeah, go ahead. Let's all go right. over it. Raiders at Rams. We both like the Raiders to win that game outright. Jets at Bills. We both like the Bills to win outright. Browns, Bengals. We're split here. I'm Taking an upset, you are taking the Bengals, mm-hmm. Texans, Cowboys. I'm going to have a little bit of faith in the Cowboys and pick them here. Uh, Vikings at Lions. You're picking the Lions outright. I'm picking the Vikings outright. Jags, Texans. Or, sorry, Jags, Titans. We both like the Titans to win. Eagles, Giants. Elliot's being a coward and going back on his word and picking the Eagles, and so am I. I Ravens, picked the Giants to cover. It doesn't count. That was Ravens, kind of a low spread. All right, go ahead. Seven. Uh, Ravens at Steelers, uh, yeah. I, taking the Steelers, and so are you. Chiefs at Broncos, six taking and a half. the Chiefs. Stop. Uh, Bucks at 49ers. We both like the 49ers to win outright. Panthers at Seahawks. I'm gonna I'm gonna show some cojones here. Take the the Panthers to pull off the upset. You are taking the the Seahawks. You won't bet one dime on that game. I, nor I, will I, you watch more than a minute of it. Yeah. That might be true, but I will bet on this game because I'm a degenerate. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins at Chargers. We both like the Dolphins to win and cover. Patriots, Cardinals. We both like the Pats. Yeah, I, I have a $10,000 pick this week. It's Titans to cover against Jacksonville. Okay. Um, I feel really confident about that one. Is there any game you feel more confident about than that one? Yeah, I, I, Eagles are going to be the Giants. Okay. <sighs> Steelers. I, I already say that's Dane. I already placed a bet. Steelers, Eagles, both to win outright, plus 150. I'm all in. Yeah, I like the Steelers. Uh, Steelers, Ravens under is an interesting one because the total is so low. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I granted, granted, I'm I'm picking a division game as well with Tennessee Jacksonville, but Tennessee's at home. 
you're taking a road division favorite against a team they have historically not always played very well. Um, okay. It's interesting. Uh, but the Eagles are a great team. There's no, the best team in the league right now. So mm-hmm. I understand why you're doing that, but they're always doing, you know, I'm, you weren't thinking that Washington was going to play them as close as they did either. That's true. I was wrong on that. You know, guy can get something wrong every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while, like not sending a <laughs> Mosher's uh, carpeting hoodie yeah. that he's supposed to send yeah. a year ago. Yeah, it's just laziness yeah. more than anything. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so we cover the news. We cover the picks. Um, just real quick. Uh, you asked me about the Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago, and I've had a couple of conversations about it, and I'm really stuck. So, like, I, w- I want to ask your opinion on something because these guys were all pretty much from your era. Mm-hmm. If if you took Andre Johnson, Steve Smith Sr., Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt, and Heinz Ward, and you have to win a game tomorrow, okay, you're playing the championship game. You get one of those guys. Who do you want in their prime? Andre Johnson without even thinking twice about it. That that is my answer too. That's crazy. I did not. I thought you're going to say Steve uh, Steve Smith Senior. Um, no. There's one name on there. That, yeah. I was going to say there's one name on that list. I'm not going to say who it is. I don't think belongs. I don't think he's in the I know same who it caliber. Is. I know um, who it is. I just think Andre, and he's a complete package. He can run routes. He can block. He's so big. He's so fast. Uh, uh, Andre's the guy I would go with. I can rank the receivers for you. I know I know the way you think. Let's see. You would go Andre Johnson, one. Correct. Torrey Holt, two. <laughs> yes, you're right. Reggie Wayne, three. Mm-hmm. Steve Smith, senior, four. Although I think Wayne and Smith would kind of be 3A and 3B for you. Yeah, I was just Heinz about to say, Ward, you could flip, you could flip those guys five. for me. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Got it. Yeah. Andre Johnson's my answer, too. And I think it, the reason I ask, or, or maybe what I find interesting about your answer is, I don't think he has the strongest case. It really brings up, do we want guys that have the great pinnacle or do we want the guys that have the longer consistent career or Torrey Holt's career wasn't exceptionally long, but my gosh, the consistency of his numbers from like 99 to 08, he was good out of the gate. He was Mm -hmm. one of those guys that as a rookie, you know, he was uh, playing for and starting for a Super Bowl team. Um, Yeah. I, I think I'm with you on that. Now, Saying that, would you want if you were a voter, would you vote for Andre Johnson, even though his numbers may not be as good as, say, Reggie Wayne's? See, I think it, if you're doing it for the Hall of Fame and not just one game, I think I would go Tory Holt over all those guys. Mm. It's tough, it's tough though, isn't it? It's, it's really, tough. really tough. I'm gonna have to look at their numbers. I'm kind of going off of memory here. Reggie Wayne's got great career numbers. Remember, Reggie Wayne had that amazing year in mm-hmm. 2012 with Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. where those two got on the same page. And uh, he had, yeah, and he had almost 200 targets that year. And then I think it was the next year he hurt his knee and he was never really the same after that, but he was already in like year 12. Uh, he was in year 12 when Andrew Luck was a rookie and he had a great year. But uh, anyway, enough on that. I'll give you the final thought, my friend. Yeah, I'm just really interested. I know we don't talk college football a lot on this podcast, but the Deion Sanders thing to Colorado is just so interesting to me. Uh, and right before we jumped the, sh- the show, we got some news about one of his coordinators. And that's always the thing, right? Like if you're going to be a good coach at, at, at the D1 level, you have to have good coordinators. So who does Dion hire to be his defensive coordinator? A guy that he knows pretty well, Mike Zimmer. Uh, really curious to see how Zim does in college because we've only seen him in the NFL for the last, what, 30 years. Uh, 
I'm a big fan of Mike Zimmer, so I hope I hope it works out. You're kind of a big fan of Mike Zimmer, kind of. You weren't a big fan of him as a head coach. Uh, no, I, the I, I think I think he was one of those coaches that his time with Minnesota was just up. But I, there's no debate how smart he is as a defensive coordinator. He started as, I believe, an assistant defensive backs coach. I'm pretty sure in the early 90s, as in he was the assistant to the defensive backs coach, because I think the defensive backs coach was Dave Campo. Mm-hmm. Um, because the defensive coordinator was Wanstead, uh, then Butch Davis, who Wanstead went to Chicago. Didn't Butch Davis go coach Miami Hurricanes? Yep. Before he went and coached Cleveland Browns. Okay. Uh, Mike Zimmer always had the respect of his players. He became the secondary coach when Dave Campo was defensive coordinator. Then he was defensive coordinator. When Bill Parcells got to town, Bill Parcells wanted to play a 3-4 with these big you know, outside linebackers. And that's not what the Cowboys had. They had Dat Wynn and Dexter Coakley, who were both what, like 5'10? Yeah, you tiny, know? tiny. Yeah, but they were fast and they could hit. And when Bill Parcells saw, you know, Mike Zimmer's kind of pedigree, how he coached the team in 02, and those linebackers, he relented. He kept the uh he kept the existing defensive coordinator. Normally, a guy brings in his own guys, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't keep the existing guy. The Cowboys finished number one in the defense uh, in the league in defense. Incredible. In two, I, three. I just think it's awesome that he's going to be playing for one of his former players. Coaching for one of his former sorry, players. Sorry, coaching. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And he did a nice job, honestly, Marcus, with those Bengals playoff teams as yeah. well as a defensive coordinator. So we could talk another time about Dion being swack and all that stuff and leaving and – yeah, that's a different conversation, that, right? That's a different, different, different conversation, but it definitely is big news. And, and, um, um happy for I, Zim. I, this is cool. Oh, I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm just excited to see him at the college level. You bet. You bet. I, I think you'll end up probably doing a great job, uh, as well. But, uh, with that, you can get more Cowboys takes if you listen to Marcus's Cowboys podcast that's locked on Cowboys. He does it with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. And of course, he covers the Raiders for USA Today, always gleefully. On getting the music that means i need i'm getting the hook here yeah uh, you can follow him at marcus underscore mosher you can follow me at harrison nfl we appreciate you guys we will talk to you after just a total banger of a game on thursday night see everybody <laughs>